Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the host of The Lockdown. It's Zach Danger and number 12. And welcome back to another episode of The Lockdown. Lockdown. I am your host, Zach Danger, formerly known as Fumi Abe. And I'm the human being formerly known as Mike Nguyen, now known as number 12. It is May 16, 2020. We are still quarantined, still alive, doing our thing. And um, I've had I've had a kind of a, a a rough week, Mike. I gotta be honest with you. Yeah, how so? Because, um, well, I kind of talked about this like a couple weeks ago, but um, I, I've been talking to some old high school friends on the phone and stuff. Yeah. Um, and they kind of got into my head, and I am considering moving. I know. I, I you, to, told, you told me this. I'm considering moving out of New York to somewhere with more space is sort of the underlying thing. And there is a financial aspect to it, of course, right? Like, I think the number one reason is like, why would I pay for New York if I can't have New York? You know, I think a lot of us move to New York to be artists, to be whatever, to be a business guy. But like, okay, now I'm paying, my rent is like 2,500 a month and then I can't be, I can't have that. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing here. I'm I'm paying that much money for nothing, basically, is how I see it right now yeah um so there's that aspect of it also like i I don't think you know you and i were literally like not even a mile from each other but if i was in a different state we could be still be doing this and there's something about space you know i would it'd be nice to have a yard and um i think lastly my justification process was like i think a lot of people in america you know this is before corona we all make excuses not to do something so like for example, um, you know, I, I remember like, uh, like you know, a, a lot of people be like, "Oh, I want to, I want to live in London someday," and you say, "Oh, why don't you go do that? You just drop everything you have and go." And they're like, "No, I can't because my job is here," you know. And now that the world is on pause, that excuse no longer applies. So I'm thinking, like, why not? You know. Mm-hmm. 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 I see what you're saying. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's a pain. Uh, I can say that. Um, you know, Fumi, you have become a true American because you're talking about yards uh, and, <laughs> and fences and stuff like that. You know, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you right now, having more space is some white nonsense. Okay, that is white nonsense. <laughs> Asian people, we're, we're always just like, oh, what's that? Bring more people into my house. Okay, bring, you know what? My, your uncle's family and his divorced uh, son-in-law and his kids pile them on in we got a half a bedroom you know why not let's just throw it all in there and just get more more beds fuck beds you know what beds that's also a western thing okay everyone sleep on the ground together all right we we, this is how this is how it is but i I get it i i understand because i mean the space thing is so big like i'm i'm trying to set up like right now i have this new setup hopefully you like it i i see it i think it looks sweet you you can see you like it (laughs) 
you can see my legs i've got some short shorts on you guys can't see on on my on my zoom monitor but on my on the on my phone i'm, I'm recording hd so you know like setting this setting this up in my little apartment I had to kick my wife out of the apartment to do this, you know? She's right now in the bathroom, you know? She's in the bathroom. That's the that's her room. The bathroom is her room. <laughs> you got a nice bathroom, though. I, I will do say have that. a nice bathroom, but, like, that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> people are like, oh, you got a bathroom? Why don't you just sleep in here? You know, like, that's yeah, yeah, the yeah, mentality yeah. of New York. And it's, I don't, yeah. I want to say, I don't want to say it's a healthy one because, like, there's so little space. And, you know, to your point, if you can, if you can do your work anywhere, you know, why not do it somewhere else? Yeah. Like uh, whatever, you know, cause like, yeah, we've yeah. been doing zoom shows though. We, we get people from LA to do those shows. We, 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 you know, we'll probably get a guy from, uh, you know, the Europe or from Australia one day to do a show. I mean, if we could get yeah. Ronnie on the show, he could wake up at eight in the morning and do zoo, uh, do hack city. Why not? You know, like he, he had said no though. I did ask him. <laughs> he had said no because you know why, but that's because he's a businessman. That's different. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Not because of the opportunity, the the biz, the the, uh, the technological opportunity is there. So yes, I yes. understand. I and I was I was like setting up my little like crappy like video setup, and I was just like, God, it'd be nice to have like a garage, you know, just something like oh, that. A garage. A garage. I don't even have a car. Oh, I would use my uh, my garage so, for my art, you know, and stuff. So. so funny how like you and I are like you know we're like we want to move because we want a bigger bathroom and a garage like we're not even concerned about the bedroom you know we yeah. just we just want to live in the extension of the outside but uh i want i want to uh bring our guest in on this conversation because uh, i sure. think a lot of comedians and entertainers have been thinking about this um so mike i'll let you i'll let you bring him up man yeah i think it, i think what one thing that's been cool is we've we've had um brian yang on uh he was telling us about his experience obviously with uh covid and how crazy that was for him um then yesterday we had jojo park and she was telling us about how it is in la and it's been kind of cool talking to different people we know in different parts of the country like what their experience is like with uh just this whole craziness you know so let's get out of new york city all right we're gonna bring back a friend of the pod official like almost like unofficial third member of the podcast really this is. guy is on all the time you you guys uh love him uh, or some of you guys hate him but uh, it's great either way <laughs> and uh he's a great guy he's a comedian actor um awesome dude i got give it up right now for brian park yeah hey, what's up? Uh, wait what's um, going on okay so i have some haters some haters out there <laughs> <laughs> but I, but it's like hate. You know, it's the hate. You know, when you're a kid and you hate someone, but that's because you really like them. It's like it's that. like one of those. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you have a crush on a girl and you're like, oh, ew, she sucks. But like secretly, you're like, notice me. You know? Yeah. That's yeah. like that's people hate you like that. I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Well, shut up. <laughs> I'll, I'll, be th- I'll be thinking about it all night. Um, Brian, <laughs> trying to you figure are, out why it is they hate me. You are. You are. Uh, you are recording from what looks like inside of the movie Parasite. Okay, what is it like? <laughs> that is the most Korean office I've ever seen. Just a tea, tea cups. It's and, a random uh, tea cup. That's like a, that's a taxidermy alligator. I don't know why that's oh, there. Okay. Well, what, are, um, what are these books? Are these like lob- my mom right there. Cute, cute. Is there yeah. encyclopedias and stuff? What is going on here? Uh, we got some Enci- Britannica, Encyclopedia Britannica's up there. Britannica's. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, oh, classic. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah, Still that's paying my high off, school probably. diploma right there. What? Your high yeah. school diploma? My high school diploma. So this wow. isn't even, this is in your room, right? This is uh, your dad's this is, study uh, no, or This is like um, a study. I picked this room because it's the quietest place in the house to do this. 
this is definitely the the room where um like the ultimate level of you've disappointed me and you you sit down in this room you know what i'm saying like it's like, it's like oh no this isn't a, this isn't a kitchen table conversation no this you've really the, fucked up this Come is the room where my you office. really really fucked up this is the room where there there's no house slipper to hit you with there's no bamboo stick it's just man to man i'm talking to you and speaking to your heart on why you fucked up and i'm not even gonna yeah. raise my voice yeah yeah God exactly damn. amazing but uh where are you right now so just so our listeners know yeah i'm in el paso texas right now Word in my, and that in my hometown, my roots, baby. Dang, so, yeah. is that, so your family still has like a uh, their their house there and everything? Because I, I I forget like sometimes your their your family's in um, Korea too, and then obviously yeah. like your sisters in New Jersey and stuff. Right. So my parents they go back and forth between El Paso and Korea, but um, their home their home base is still El Paso and. Early on during the pandemic, when it hit New York, uh, my sister and brother-in-law just made the executive decision that they're going to drive down to El Paso rather mm. than just like waiting in New York and contemplating whether or not to like go or not. And there's always that risk factor. I was a little bit reluctant to go because I didn't want to get my parents sick in case I was asymptomatic. Right, but, right. Um, we drove down, so I, we felt that that was going to bleed three or four days from the technical quarantine. The, the time off, right. Right. And then as soon as we arrived in El Paso, I I, I like stayed in a guest bedroom that no one sleeps in, in like a corner of the house and would not make contact with people and just always Dang. wore a face mask. So yeah, it was definitely a risk, but you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy with my decision and no one got sick, thankfully. I like that... Well, uh, uh, so many different people are just flexing by saying like I stayed in another part of the house, you know, like <laughs> oh yeah, the, I stayed in the East Wing and I had Frederick bring me my breakfast every morning. Right, right, right. Oh Frederick, Frederick, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so we definitely um, we definitely had the butler serve me my food and not yeah. my parents. Yeah. So. Wait, did you not? I, I thought I thought this was interesting when you first told me about that. Did, was the idea of your sister's family? who lived in New Jersey at the time was the idea of them going to um, the husband's family house, not even an option. I think they wanted to provide my niece, a, like just more space to play around in. Um, right. And also to be quite honest, my sister is a little bit, I don't know, something about Korean women. They're, they're more yeah, demanding. There you go. You needy. said it. You said it, not me. Yeah, you said it, not me. Needy. You gotta, okay. you, gotta, I, needy. I, you got no I, choice, man. You just gotta do, you gotta do whatever you wants you to do i want to say that this is i want to say this is um I, I, it's not just a korean thing i definitely think it's like asian people like in, there's you know it, it's because I, I have seen some i know some other people who are like straight up professionals i'm not you know i'm not talking about like you know struggling artist types but like straight yeah. up like you know uh, professionals who are um you know, in their 30s and 40s and they've moved home. They moved home. They didn't have to because like, you know, they had the money and everything, but they went back home and um, there's something really about like when as soon as there is a pandemic, like the Korean Asian, like, you know, the the, the horn, you know, the, like everybody <laughs> come back and everybody just like, you know, just like, what's that? You're, you, you got kimchi 
Pajan, you know, and everybody just like flies back. Yeah. Assemble, back. assemble <laughs> at the house. And I, I don't, I don't blame you because you know it's like you know you got your squad, your your family squad with you. Yeah. And, and I, what, what did your parent? Were your parents also like, hey man, you know maybe you should come back? You know, like you know called. I, I blew the horn. You got to come back. What you know. <laughs> It, it wasn't even a maybe. It was just a, we blew the horn. You're getting your fucking ass <laughs> to El Paso. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it, this, uh, com- this comes with age as being an Asian person. Rather than fighting back, I'm just like, all right, whatever you yeah, say, I got it. I get this it. is just yeah. the I easiest get- way. I get it. I'm going. I get it. Now, now, do you, how, how, how have you been enjoying your time down there? I want to know, like, are you, are you chilling? Even a good time? Are you, are you glad you made this decision? And also, there's two families living there now. It's your parents in your family. Yeah. And then your sister, her husband, and then her children, right? So how is that? What's that dynamic like living under two families? I mean, f- personally, I think that would drive me a little crazy, like week one. But you've been down there right. for like oh, more than a month. So I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, I've been here for a minute. I've been here for about two months now. And yeah. week one was actually pretty great because there's so much space here in Texas. And so, <laughs> you know, I was like hiking. I was reading in my backyard, <laughs> soaking up the sun. Actually, a really funny story is that we went hiking, my sister, brother-in-law and I. And uh, it's something I never did growing up in El Paso. But coming from New York, I just have this new appreciation for it where I just want to take advantage of all the, you know, natural parks and nature it has to provide. So we went hiking. It's like a five mile loop. No one there, but out of yep. nowhere, run into another person fam- and his family. That person was fucking Beto O'Rourke. And then what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's still campaigning, you know. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. So my sister was like, "Oh my god!" So I went ahead of my sister. So my sister texted me. She's like, "Yo, Beto O'Rourke is coming behind you." And so my sister told me when she saw him, she like took a selfie with him and all that jazz. I didn't want. I didn't want to like be annoying about it. So he was like. Oh, everyone says hi in, in Texas because it's not New York. So he was like, hey, how are you? I was like, oh, shit. I was like, hey. And I didn't know what to say because he's not really serving right now. Like, yeah. like hey, um, sorry about that, man. Like, that, ah! like <laughs> did you say that? I, no, I didn't say that because I was just like, what do you what do you say to someone like that? I'm like, so I wasn't, so technically, funny. I wasn't going to vote for you. So I yeah. just said, I just said, hey, and then. I'm like, damn, this is wild, you know? Like, the only, the first person, not my family, that I interact with is fucking Beto O'Rourke. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, who, who did you, I mean, who was he with? Was he just with his family or whatever? He was just with his family. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. So funny and so random. Okay. But So that was week one, week and then one. what happened? Yeah, and then, then, then what, dude, what, what, dude. Yeah, who, who's a who's a plot politician you ran into the second week? <laughs> no man. <laughs> to be quite honest, it's, been, it's it's really been a roller coaster for me, and it's just come with so many ups and downs. And I was in a super bad place for a minute. Yeah. Um, basically, uh, as you guys know, like we're creatives, and I was working freelance. Like when I was in New York, I was pretty pumped. I felt that. I was getting some momentum with my acting career where I had like booked a couple commercials. I was about to act in a short film, everything like the ripcord got pulled on all of that. My acting school's on hiatus right now. There's really no jobs. There's no productions happening. And so I was just like, I just have too much time with myself and my thoughts. And I 
just turned 30 over quarantine. And so, oh, happy birthday! We're the shittiest friends. We didn't even hey. know. <laughs> Congrats! This That's is your fine. birthday present. Okay, yeah, this, counts. This, counts. this counts. This That's counts. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't advertise it on Facebook or anything like that. So, um, there's no way for you to know. And, um, so basically, long story short, I'm taking. <laughs> I haven't been well, man. <laughs> that's that's yeah. All. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Tell us all about it, bro. Mice just keep going. Keep going, bro. I forgot to say at the up top, you know, like you know, you got your your great podcast with Young Me Meyer, uh, f- uh, feeling Asian. You guys could check that out. But you know, I, I know you guys have been doing stuff. So like, you know, like yeah, I mean, I understand that. I would say maybe a week ago, I had the the first well. Uh, I wouldn't call it a panic attack, but it was like the closest I could feel to being like, fuck, you know, I'm like really not good. I woke up in the middle of the night. I felt like a lot of pressure like on my ribs, you know? And I was yeah. just like, oh man, like, you know, it's just one of those things. I've I've gone through things that are bad. So like, I was like, I just have to wait it out and, uh, you know, and, and sort of figure it out. But yeah, you know, I, you know, if I'm a happy-go-lucky motherfucker, look at my short shorts. Okay, you guys can't see, but I've got short shorts on. <laughs> I'm, a, I, you know, I'm usually pretty good at this, or and I feel if it's happening, ha- hanging, hanging on me. What, what's it like for a Korean dude? You know, with his all of his emotions. Well, you know, so so yeah, tell us about it, man. No, so I think there's a couple things at play for me here. Uh, one of them, I brought up my birthday because my parents do this, but I've also been putting a lot of pressure on myself where. There's this arbitrary importance and significance that's attributed to the age of 30. You know, Hmm. like society expects you to have a certain amount of your shit together. Like it's permissible to make mistakes and fuck up and do all sorts of shit in your 20s. But now that I'm in my 30s and on top of that, I'm with my family. Yeah. My parents are imposing all this pressure, constantly reminding me like, hey, you know, man, like you're 30 now. It's not the same, you know, just really think about it. Just really think about it. Yeah. And these are, these are all things that I've been thinking about in the <laughs> wing of my house by myself and not the wing that joke bombed, but let's keep going. And <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man, like I really, I, the, the thing, the predominant thing for me right now is assessing honestly and realistically with myself like where i'm at in my creative career what is the shape of the industry going to look like what yep. are what are the potential jobs that are going to be available for me and yep. then also what what is it that i want out of my life 10 years from now and yeah. there was a 48 hour period where i straight up was just like you know what when i'm 40 i think i'll be pretty happy if i was a doctor <laughs> yeah dude this is it yes what the there you go fuck? it was that st- it's this you know what you know your dad's been texting me okay i think we can make this happen you got the grades it's not too late you know you're in the study well, already just start studying <laughs> that's crazy yo and I, I think a part of it is i've been in texas for the past two months and kind of living this more suburban lifestyle and for sure i'm like you know what this is actually pretty nice like oh no mike yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, this, I, this, I get it, This bro. is what you're talking about. This is what I, you're talking about. I know, I know. But, the, but it's because the thing that motivates me and drives me in New York City is being surrounded by so many people who are very ambition-driven. 
Now, mm. I'm out of New York. The New York yeah. isn't the New York that everyone loves and enjoys so much. And sure. so I'm surrounded. I, I'm in a new environment where I'm being yeah. influenced by different types of people. So as much as like, you know, I'm not as infallible as I once thought I was like now I'm yeah, kind yeah, of like, yeah. damn, it is kind of nice living this slower pace of life. Having a yard is pretty fucking sick. And so there was straight up a 48 hour period a couple weeks ago where I had just accepted it. You know, I was like, damn, you know, I really want a family at some point. I want some kids. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's may not be my number one dream, obviously, because I was going to go to medical school, but then I pursued a comedy instead. And I'm like, I don't even know if comedy or acting is even going to really come back for at least two or three years. And yeah, yeah, yeah. My time is precious. Like I, it, I, I'm not in my young twenties anymore. So I had fully accept, told myself, I'm like, you know what? I think I'll be pretty satisfied if I was a doctor when I was 40. So I called, okay. I called up uh, Columbia, the admissions office. Well, you took no. You what took the some fuck? Steps? <laughs> Yo. Hold on here. Also, also, you could just call the admissions office and be like, Whoa. "Hey, remember me?" And they're like, "Oh my god, it's Brian <laughs> Hart. You're in, buddy." <laughs> no, 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 no. So, um, I've been out of school for too long, and so the Columbia mm. offers this program for students who are looking for a career change. It's called a postback. So, a postback. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's yeah. like a one-year program where if you do well on it, you're pretty much have a high likelihood of getting admitted into a New York medical school afterwards. Oh, shit. And, you know, I looked at the MCAT questions because I knew I had to retake them. I'm like, yo, I haven't used my brain in this capacity in 10 years. I don't remember any of this shit. I, I, I should go back to school for something like this. So I called Columbia and I was like, hey, here's my situation. Uh, I was a pre-med. I was really good at that shit. But then I decided <laughs> to do comedy for a while. <laughs> and I was like, so give it to me straight. Like, can I do this? And they were like, hmm. The guy was like, so I kinda, I'm kind of, i kind of new and junior in this admissions department. And this is like a question that I need to deliberate with the higher ups because you're in a really unique situation. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> I, and I straight up haven't heard back from them since. So... Uh. <laughs> They're still they're still trying to figure it oh out. They've, they've got this whiteboard and stuff like that, and yeah, they yeah, have yeah, your yeah, picture yeah, in the yeah. middle, and they're just like yeah, question yeah. marks all around it. Yeah, um, but but like you said, like I I talked about this on my own podcast, feeling Asian, and you know, young me brought up this who I do the podcast with brought up a good point where I'm being motivated by fear. This is all like mm. fear driven, you know. I'm not interesting. Mm. I'm not like pumped to be a doctor or that kind of life for me it's more yeah we're in this pandemic there's a lot of anxiety there's a lot of fear so i'm being propelled by that now so i knew i was in a bad place i'm i'm looking for anything i can do to be like proactive because that's so precious right now because so much sure. of my job before was on a freelance basis where i'm like waiting and yeah 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 uh so I decided to take this. I'm, I take this Coursera course called "The Psychology of Well-Being." It's taught at, huh. and it's it's a free online course taught at Yale. It's probably it's the most popular class I was ever taught there, and wow. it's just a it's a ten week program where it like reframes what like how how you obtain happiness. Okay. And wow, um, I'm in the midst of it, and I realized that like our brains are really misleading, and a lot of the things that I think that would make me happy. Yeah. aren't really the case and so the version like the what you're getting from me now the version of me right now is i'm like you know i really don't want to go to medical school i, I everything's uh self-evident like i'm doing the things i want to do because i want to be doing them so why am i trying to like force something but oh. i think it's just the chaotic <laughs> nature of 
this pandemic is making me like second guess myself a lot because I have too much time to my thoughts and like my de- desires and ambitions. Is there? <laughs> okay, go ahead, um, this is like this is like cut to that lady from Columbia gets back. Brian, you're in, and Brian's like, I want to be a doctor now. I think. I mean, you. When you told me that you're thinking about moving out of New York, that's just crazy, man. I wasn't. Okay, so can I talk about that for a second? Because I first told Mike that yesterday in private, and he was like, I think that if you move, you're not gonna come back. And I was like, What do you fucking mean? I mean, I'm, I'm gonna come back. And then <laughs> what, you, what you just said, you're like, well, it's like really nice here. Like I have a yard and maybe I just want to be a dad. Yeah. And then I was talking to Hannah Dickinson yesterday. She's also a comedian at Comedy Central. She yeah. was like, you're not going to, if you get a yard, you're going to be too happy and it's, that's bad for comedy. <laughs> and I was like, is there this really weird? And I like, I kind of see it. I see it in your haircut too, Brian. You, you're having a good time. You're having a good time in Texas. You know, your skin's looking good. That's bad for comedy, bro. That's not funny. You know what's funny? That zit on my face. That's funny. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like there's this weird self-sabotaging relationship with comedy and how good you can get and like all this stuff. Where like you have to kind of be in like an uncomfortable place right. to like have shit to say. I don't know. I, what do you guys think about that? Is that is that true? Can you be living in a nice house in Tennessee and be hilarious? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think you can be. It's just, the, well, that was a lot of my frustrations that come with comedy is like, at the end of the day, the, what, the relationship you have with your audience is that they want to leave feeling better than you. And like the easiest way to do mm. that, oh, the easiest way to do that is to exploit your traumas exploit like the bad shit that's going on in your life because that's the stuff True. that's easy to turn into humor and yeah, yeah. it's a it's a common criticism for comedians like dave Chappelle or jerry seinfeld where after they have obtained this monumental amount of success the number one criticism is that ah oh, they're not funny anymore like kevin hart he's been too rich for too long he's not relatable anymore you know what I mean? Mm. So I, I think you're onto something there where uh, there's, yeah, an yeah, inverse, yeah. there's an inverse correlation between how satisfied you are and content and how <laughs> funny you can be as a comedian. <laughs> um, okay. I want to I transition a little bit because okay. we're about halfway through. Sure. Um, you know, you are, you are, uh, you're very zen right now, but you're, don't forget, you're very horny. Uh, that's part of you. <laughs> and that's part of who you are. And, uh, you know, what I, what I want to know as you know, because you are a horny correspondent, you know, what does being horny in the time of corona even look like and i bring this up because you had a very funny tweet maybe like this this feels like five thousand years ago but it was like a month ago you like uh posted a screenshot of some girl like turning you down it was like hey i thought th- the facetime date was nice but I, I just feel like we don't have any chemistry so stay safe or something like that right right you know? you remember? yeah and so yeah. i just kind of want to talk to you about like you know, are you still dating? Have you done these FaceTime and Zoom dates? I, I've been talking to a lot of comedians who've been doing those Zoom dates. I've heard mixed reviews. Yeah. Have you met up with anybody? You know, what's... And, you know, obviously, like, you know, you you mentioned earlier, you wanted to be a dad someday. So, like, these <laughs> next couple of years, that's crucial for you to be a dad. So, like, what does that sort of look like for you, you know? Oh, damn, Fumi. Crucial. Let's start with... Crucial. Let's... let's let's. Yes, I'm like your parent right now. This, these, two, <laughs> this, these next two years are crucial, Brian. Um... <laughs> Yeah, but let's yeah. let's start with the horny thing. How, how what does that look like? How, how horny are you? What's going on? Yo, it goes up and down. Like mm. in the beginning of quarantine, super horny. But then, nope. I think after a month, I call it the post horny phase, where I think I just <laughs> my body has just adapted to the new environment, the new normal, which is quarantine. And so I think it was like a two or three week period where I just was not horny at all. Zero libido because Whoa. 
I don't know. I, I think it was like a, it's like an anxiety response almost like, cause Bro. our body like doesn't know what's happening. And so yeah, I was yeah. like, <gasps> it was like catching up to me. Cause like, in the, when, yeah, once yeah, I, yeah. like in the very beginning, it was like a novel thing. You're like, Oh, you're not gonna be able to see anyone. I was like, Oh fuck. Like I'm horny. Like this is crazy. You're not gonna be able to see anyone. And then after I got used yeah. to that, then I became not horny. And then mm. I guess, I don't know, man, like I'm horny like a normal amount, but it's just, challenging because i don't know when i'm gonna go back to new york like i say i'm gonna go back in mid-june but it's no one really knows it's a week by week thing like if there's yeah. another outbreak well, it, or something are, are you not trying to like talk to girls in texas no i'm not why i don't i don't know because i still see my home as new york like i want to oh. i want to meet people in new york you know Dude, this so, is so sort of like how, uh, you know, when you go camping, you don't poop for a while because your body's like, oh, I can't go to the bathroom nearby and I have yeah. to go to like in the forest or something. So I'm not going to poop. Yeah. And then like after like five days and you have a huge poop. Yeah, I think that's what that's like. Also, yeah. I think you're kind of like, you know, you become the Buddha and you've detached yourself from physical desires and uh, and things like that. <laughs> oh, my so it, God, it all makes bro. sense, dude, bro. This oh is all making God, sense. You are bro. now like you're like on another plane of existence, Brian. No, yeah, you're not a God, you're not a horny correspondent anymore. You're not you're the horny. Zen. Co- you're you're the Zen correspondent. I don't know Zen what happened. correspondent. No, yeah, I don't no. even think you have a penis anymore. I think you sacrificed <laughs> it. You sacrificed it to get into Columbia Postbox or whatever. I'm a, I'm a eunuch now. Um, Describe to me like what a FaceTime or Zoom date is like. So you like, hey, you're talking to somebody, you flirt, and you're like, okay, you want to take this to the f- Apple phone or whatever. Like, how does and then like you call them and then. Hi, like, do you just talk? Basically, yeah. It's just, yeah. In a straight... <laughs> no, it's, no, it's just, it's just funny that, like, that, uh, that, that, like, talking to someone face-to-face is, like, let's take it to the next level. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, uh, I feel like, I feel like we're all just like, what, you talk to her on the phone? <laughs> right, What right. a freak, you know? It's crazy. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, but yeah. this is something that I kind of wanted to... I guess it's different for you guys because you guys have been with your partners for so long, but uh, hey, like I felt, shouts. you know, I have felt lonely and I'm like, fuck, like I really wish I had <laughs> a stable partner to be quarantined with because it would just be so, but then conversely, I'm like, I don't know. Cause that's like, you're, you're with your partner all the time now. Like, do you make time for breaks? Like how has that changed? Has quarantine even changed? Yeah. Well, like the quality of your relationship or what that even looks like? Oh, Young Bri, let me tell, let, let us tell you, <laughs> Sorry. let us tell you, young Bri, how stable relationships work, my friend. This is, this is, this is the thing, okay? I, I always say, sometimes people are like, we should go on a double date sometime. And I always say no. I always say no, because I, if you're a new couple, I can't go on a double date with you because you're not at me and Maria's level. Ooh, we're like, interesting. We're like oh. you know what I'm saying? Level like 20. we've been playing... Yeah. I've been playing the, the game for longer than you, yeah. so I'm naturally stronger than you. Okay, yeah, like I I know more I know more fire techniques than you. So <laughs> if we go to dinner together, I don't have to, I, I don't can't even know deal how this analogy you. works, but I agree. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm on you know, board. like you don't you're not. It's okay. It's like a it's like a dancing analogy. I'm just a better dancer uh, see, than you. Yeah, me, yeah, yeah. me and my partner are better dancing at you, so I can't go dancing with you. That's all I mean, right? So like that that question doesn't even come up because it's like oh, it's like any other thing. We just figure out like. 
You just figure you out a way to do it. it. Like, yeah. like Maria goes to Maria walks to the Trader Joe's three miles away so I can jerk off at home. That's love. <laughs> That's okay? love. That's, That's love. <laughs> and I'm sure Mike is doing some weird shit at home that he's not gonna say on no, this podcast. No, but Gina, Gina, the, the, the other day she put on my uh, one of my I have one of my jujitsu gis and she's like, oh, I I know that you really need to do jujitsu, so you go ahead and practice on me. And I was like. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I was like, damn, that's love. Cause she knows I'm going crazy. And it's just like, she, yeah. she's like, okay, fine. Like, you know, I get it. And the same for her. I'm like, okay, I know that you really want to, I don't know, whatever it is. Like, uh, yes. you know, suplex like, me. Yeah. No, well, you know, for her, it's like, oh, she really, you know, wants to, uh, whatever, like, uh, try this, uh, cooking thing or, or whatever it is. And you're just like, okay, you just gotta do it because you, yeah. you want, her to be happy and you, she wants you to you know so you kind of you got to figure it out and you're like a little bit more upfront about like hey can you like not talk to me for like half an hour because i need to do this thing or yeah, i need yep. to take a shit or whatever the fuck it is so like you know Bro. I, I, that's our fire technique that's you know what i'm saying it's like it's like i'm gonna take a poop check this out <laughs> you know i got a question oh my God. i got a question for you guys just to wrap up yes because so you know brian you just turned um 30, have birthday. I'm Thank such you. a bad friend that I don't even know how old Fumi is. How old are you? Like, are you 30 now too? I can't. Re- I literally yeah, I, can't I, remember. I turned 30 in November. For some reason. Okay, cool. So, you know, it's it's interesting because you guys are now at the age I was when I first moved to New York. Well, kind of. Like I moved to New York maybe when I was 20, 28. Whoa. And, but I remember, I remember when I was 30, I remember my 30th birthday, my, my family came, my sisters and my mom came to visit me. And uh, I took some a, a couple days off work, and I went to you know we, we had they had bundled it in this big you know East Coast trip. So like we also went to DC, and I remember my thirtieth birthday. And it was like this third you know thirty, and I didn't feel like good or bad about it at the time, and uh, surprisingly so. I, I think I actually felt worse when I turned twenty five for some reason. And um, I turned thirty, <laughs> and I was eating this you know this dinner, and I just realized now that like you guys are now at the age I was when I came to the city. And I don't, you know, to reflect on where you guys are now, right? Like, how do you guys feel about, do you guys feel like, and we've been talking about it, but like, do you guys feel like everything was going cool and then this thing really kind of resets you back to some, you know, now you're at home or, or, or Fumi, you know, you, you don't know what you're going to do if you're going to stay in New York. Like, you know, like that is a milestone and it coincides with this like coronavirus thing do you feel like this made you reflect more or, do you, or 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 is this something that's like oh well you know if i didn't have coronavirus the the coronavirus thing happened to the you know the world i would have just kept chugging along do you know what i'm saying mm, i i would say that i i don't really believe in like oh i feel like my last 10 years for nothing like i don't believe that at all yeah. i think there's just like a lot of things that i've that comedy has brought into my life like I've, i tra- i got to travel all around america i got to go to north dakota and like all these weird places meet all these weird ass people because of comedy i think i changed as a person because of comedy and i was finally like after all this i got a job in comedy which if you told 24 year old open mic Fumi that you would get a job in comedy I'd be like no no way like I'm an idiot so like I think that yeah like it's a little fucked up right now but um and and there's there's definitely like oh I feel like you know me and you always talk about how like oh if we just fucking didn't have corona like we'd be so hot right now because we had all this momentum and like there's I think momentum wise we all slow down but like progress wise like momentum wise yeah 
I, I think it doesn't, it, I'm not scared or anything that I'm not in marketing anymore. I think everybody is sort of on the same page as like, what, like, what is this? What is this new reality? So if anything, the me pursuing comedy, I think has prepared me for Corona because I'm just kind of like ready to do anything. You know, yeah, I have yeah, like yeah. three, I, I have three jobs right now. You yeah. know, I've never, I've never done that in my life. Straight I have like it. three. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I, I feel like comedy has, and you know, I, this job only lasts until the end of the year. And I'm not even that concerned right now. I don't know why, but like 27 year old, 27 year old Fumi would have been like freaking out. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. something, something about repetitively like just doing, I don't know, like just failing, taking the scraps and bombing, failing, bombing, and just like making money wherever you can, just yeah. doing that over and over again, and proving to yourself that you can live per- fairly comfortably. Yeah, yeah. Because you, because you are quote unquote good like I'm not that funny but like you can make shit work you yeah. know how to make shit work so I think in a way in a, in a very strange way I think comedy made me prepare for corona like more Whoa. than Whoa. more than Whoa. I would have been prepared for if Whoa. I just stayed in corporate yeah <laughs> picking backing off that like sort of last question then because right now I think it, it's just frustrating because nobody knows what's going to happen you know week to week different things are happening in different parts of the country or whatever but let's right. just say let's just say fucking uh, uh, Hollywood calls up and is like, yo, we can't do any fucking shows or movies for 18 months. No, there's nothing. There's not going to be anything. We just can't do it. It's, it's craziness. There's no comedy. You know, all the comedy clubs, they should have gone out of business a long time ago anyways, but now they're all out of business for sure. Um, yeah. You know, in bars and restaurants, you know, it'll be, it'll be bad. What do you think we're, if, let's say we got definitive news, 18 months, we just can't do any of the shit that we normally do. What, what do you think you would kind of put your energy into doing? Because I know like Fumi and I, like, you know, I, I, I'm getting, I have so much lighting equipment and I'm buying more. Oh yeah, it's crazy. I'm just, we're, you know, we're, we're going to become YouTube people because it's just like we're, the way, it, like the, the we're moving in that direction. Right. Um, I don't know. What do you think, man? I'm an actor, dude. Like all of that shit is so, it's so dependent on like, other variables you know yeah like it's mm-hmm. like like casting directors what are my relationships with them like if someone has a project that you see me a good fit for but like if everything's stopped and done i don't know man like i don't know if i would have the energy to be like how am i going to format this new thing for the zoom environment bro i yeah, had yeah, acting yeah, classes yeah. over zoom that shit fucking sucks man really <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude what yeah oh but, man uh, you guys heard it here first. Brian Park is becoming a doctor. Oh, man. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, wow. Congratulations. No. Um, so my parents that, won. I'm, my parents won. Yeah. <laughs> Your parents won. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this is about. This is what I think that I think I think uh, Korean parents released the coronavirus so that their kids would stop being actors. So <laughs> let's, uh, <laughs> this is cool. I feel we could kept ta- we could keep talking for a long time, but um, you know I know uh, people are probably done with their coronavirus walk, which is what they're listening to us on, and right. yes, and or whatever. So um, this has been awesome. Uh, please check out. Uh, well, actually, Brian Parker, what what is the stuff you want to plug? Yeah, check out my podcast called Feeling Asian. Uh, I host it with Young Me Mayor, and you guys can find it on all podcast platforms. And give us a follow on our Instagram at Feeling Asian Podcast. And yeah, follow me on Instagram uh, at It's Brian Park. Yeah, it's a great podcast. Definitely check it out. Uh, follow Hell us yeah. on Instagram at uh, Asian Not Asian Pod, uh, and you can find me on Instagram at Nice Pants Bro. And I'm on all social media platforms at the Fumi Abe. That's T-A-G-F-U-M-I-A-B-E. Also, please get tickets to Hack City. It's every Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern 
uh, on Zoom. All you got to do is just reserve. It's it's free. Just reserve on Eventbrite, and we send you an email with the Zoom link on Fridays. And it's been really fun. We've been getting like hundreds of people to come out every week, and it's just like a truly... Honestly, I, I did a show after the Hack City last night. It was so fucking bad. <laughs> it was so bad. That I, and you know what's so... You know what fucking sucks about Zoom bombing? When you bomb on Zoom, I walk out, and Maria's in the living room doing a puzzle, and she goes, I heard all that. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's, like, fuck off. there's no like after like normally after you bomb there's like a train ride where you get to kind of yeah, like yeah, clear yeah, yeah. your mind you're like okay it's fine you know and then she and then you get home and like you know your partner's just gonna like be like hey she you know she's asleep or something no you gotta look yeah. her in the eyes uh, no nah, yeah yeah, yeah she yeah. saw every second of it yeah, oh, yeah i'm just right there that's so that's funny uh, uh so anyways i'll just not like that it's really good so please get show. tickets uh, just Google Hack City uh, Eventbrite. Also, Mike and I are doing a uh, TV watch party on Wednesday, May 20th, 8 p.m. Eastern. Yep. Tickets are also on Eventbrite. Just go to our Instagram at Pod. Click in the bio link and you can get tickets there. Uh, but otherwise, uh, thank you very much, Brian. Please stay safe. Hope to see you soon. Please get a haircut. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it, I think, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, Brian, thank you so me. much. And Anals, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.